Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joe Thomas, behind Wilkes Booth in the Ford Theater. I'm pulling a straight Zoolander, baby. I'm breaking the MK Ultra. Blah, blah. You see, you're really giving them that black, black. That is right behind. <laughs> Headshot. <laughs> Headshot. <laughs> the dome. Booyah, dog. Pun intended. Booyah, dog. By now, people must uh, know a little bit about what's going on with that. <laughs> One of those super fans, man. We're so fortunate. Uh, we, we got a couple of good other good ones, man. I think uh, on the next episode, we're going to read off a couple of like, good ones because we always read the bad ones. So. Yeah, no, for sure, man. For sure. Also, there's a lot, of, a lot of support. I just really want to thank everybody that's been going to change.org. Man, we had a huge jump over the past uh, week. I, I guess everybody's starting to realize... KJP, or as like you like to say, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, KJP ain't doing a good job. My baby Jen Saki needs to be back in office. But man, I'm talking the comments starting to flow through. I actually went and checked it. I was like, man, people are starting to catch on, man. Once we get to that over that 100 mark, which we're rolling up on over that 100 mark, that's when it really starts setting the algorithms on change.org. And I think we can really start making some moves, man. Getting my baby back in. And I think she's going to be super thankful to me for like really spearheading that. And, uh, you know, she's going to have a little special place in her heart for me. She already does, but it's going to get bigger. Yeah. And the void is being filled, right? Like they're like, hey, people are seeing the hurt right now. That It's when it's something's gone is when you really, really feel like you need it. You know, and now people are really feeling the pain. And it looks like that they're going to start pouring in to save Saki Bomb, right? Bring her back. The, the world... The world, not just America, the world needs her. The world needs her. And if people don't know you're just joining the show for the first time, go to change.org, bring back Saki Bomb, P-S-A-K-I. If you know anything about Jen Saki, we're trying to bring her back. And people know my love for her, my ginger love that is undying and it's eternal. And is we are bound, flame, flame spirits that are supposed to be together throughout all time in space hashtag save the gingers hashtag save the gingers and don't forget you can become a subscriber on instagram at kill the mockingbirds podcast got a lot of new videos man i've seen you posting a lot of stuff up man we're we're trying to keep all that you know we keep like more of the news uh we haven't seen too many uh paranormal besides the fake uh, ufos but you know we try to add the news but on the subscriber channels we actually get breakdowns of different conspiracies and joel got a ton of videos for you guys so head on over to kill the mockingbirds podcast on instagram become a subscriber and uh you know you could join the chats we have chats find out all the new information uh you know joel talked about the trip he's about to go on with merkel media the new film you know what I mean? find dates of songs dropping early episodes and uh another announcement we kind of want to make is uh uh you know what it's just not gonna work out for um us and patreon i think man <laughs> we're kind of pulling the plug on the patreon so 
Uh, if anybody's trying to become a subscriber, we're going to have a kick. It's going to kick back to you, whatever, you know, like uh, no harm, no foul, because uh, we're going to just turn pull the plug on it. It's, it's done. Yeah. And just to let people know, there were people not only having trouble finding it, like they would type Kill the Mockingbirds in the browser and it wouldn't show up when they would hit search. And then there were people who couldn't even subscribe. It wasn't even allowing them to subscribe. I don't want to get down a conspiratorial road. I know some people are just idiots when it comes to technology too. But I will say we were just having an enormous amount of like difficulties with, with the program. Just to let everybody know though, we are moving into in the next couple of months to a more members only site that will be ours we're cutting the middleman out it's going to be on our website that we're working on so all that's coming together again website will be up first so you'll get to see what's going on and that'll happen within the next month and then after that members only is where you will get access to all the content videos all the subscriber only podcast everything will be on that site and you'll be able to run it off of an app as well so it'll be real easy it'll be like you're using spotify or apple podcast or whatever so we just want everybody to know that up front if you spent money on us you get the money back because it, it automatically kicks you back you know depending on how many days that you subscribe to us uh, we do apologize, but man, we're having a lot of issues. Sean, no lie, like DMs galore and emails galore from people that either couldn't get in or couldn't even find us on the site. And it's not that hard. I mean, we're right there. So clearly something's going on. Again, I'm not going down a conspiratorial road on it, but we're just saying we had so many issues that we just don't think it's going to be beneficial for us. Yeah, it just doesn't work for us, but it's all good, man. They, they got their thing. I mean... Not saying anything. They have booted people off there and stuff. I'm just saying, but you know, it is what it is. It that's not all the whole reason. But yeah, yeah. Uh, apologize, but hey, moving on to the next phase, right? Like we tried that. Sometimes we try little things. If they work, we keep going. If they don't, we get we unplug the unplug and keep it pushing. But I think today we gotta like uh, we really it's time to go for the the idols again. You know what I mean. We're going to get Joe into beast mode real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all kinds of idols though, right? Like, you know, we think, you know, we did one about Pac. You know, we talked about the music idols or the Hollywood idols. Uh, we talk about modern, you know, like, you know, scientists that are like, you know, like, uh, let's say like uh, an Edison or, or inventors or like all these people throughout history. And a lot of times we focus on or most people not just anybody in particular focus on like what's present the people like an Elon or a Bill Gates, like these like icons, these people that are really influential. And then we have these post heroes. I think we forget about and that we don't realize there's maybe propaganda and hidden truth that's tied in with their stories. And, and one today you were brought up is let's talk about Lincoln, man. You said there's a lot of stuff behind Lincoln and he's, he's kind of like one of those idols. Like we were talking about, there's, you know, that it's now President's Day, I believe. But remember, it was Lincoln's birthday. They always talk about Lincoln's birthday in Washington. And these are figures. And there's a reason why we're constantly taught as grade school students about these two. We're always, everybody knows about Washington and Lincoln by the time you're in second grade, for sure. Right. right? And right. there's a reason for that. Right. And in a lot of my digging when it comes to Abraham Lincoln, 
Um, there's a little bit of knowledge that's out there that maybe George Washington wasn't the first president. And we're going to get on that, too, as we're digging into a certain portion about Lincoln, because it does tie into Lincoln. Um, there's some really interesting stuff about Abraham Lincoln that I don't think everyone knows. Uh, Sean, I know you're going to dig in, dig in a little bit and let people know about the Emancipation Proclamation and how that really Lincoln wasn't necessarily against slavery. And we will get into that, too. I think that's a, a, a one that people do bring up with Lincoln a lot. Um, but I think it's important for people to know about that side of it. But there's a lot of really weird and interesting stuff about Lincoln. And I'm not even going to say all of it's necessarily bad, right? It's just stuff that people don't know about him. And it just plays into this concept that you and I talk about all the time when we're breaking these idols down. These idols have been around for a long time. They were idols during that period of time. But the thing is, in these different periods of time, they didn't have technology like they do now. So it's not as easy to find out things about these people until later on. And people have done extensive research about these people and they started digging a little deeper. And then you start figuring out like, whoa, like this person wasn't really what I thought. But history books, right? Rockefellers, right? They're going to give you what they want you to see about these historical figures. And listen, not everything's bad about these historical figures, I think. I think it's just like anybody else that we see in politics. They're positioned for a specific reason and for a specific outcome. And I think Lincoln was put in play for a specific reason and for a specific outcome. But I don't even really want to get right on Lincoln on this. I kind of want to dig into John Wilkes Booth because that's the really interesting starter for today. Because Booth was, uh, you know, if anybody knows what we're taught, is Booth killed. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. And one of the things, though, is why? Why did he kill Abraham Lincoln? Well, I've been digging around, man. And, and, and you know, when you start digging deep enough, the damn Catholics always show up when you're talking about major conspiracies throughout time, man. I swear it never fails. It's going to be reptilians, Nephilim, or the Catholics. It's going to be one of those three whenever you're breaking this thing down, man. But I started digging around and basically they're saying that John Wilkes Booth was set, sent by the Roman Catholic Church to assassinate Lincoln because of some disputes that Abe had with the Jesuits. So and there's also a piece of it as well that the vice president, Andrew Johnson, was also a part of this. And he was also tight with John Wilkes Booth, which makes sense because who became president after Abraham Lincoln? Well, we all know who that was, Andrew Johnson. But there was a guy uh, that wrote a book. He, he, was, he was an ex-priest. He actually worked for the Vatican. And this is what makes it so interesting. He leaves the Vatican. He's anti-Catholic. He writes like an autobiography. It's called 50 Years in the Church of Rome. And in the book, he reveals the real reason for Lincoln's death. So he apparently was tight with Abraham Lincoln. And the real reason, and this is going to be really interesting, 
is because the Catholic Church were trying to frame Charles Chinequi, that's the guy that wrote the book, trying to frame him because he was coming out talking about, what else? Abuses taking place within the Catholic Church. So he was in a real tight bind. He went to Lincoln, young Lincoln, and Lincoln defended Chinequi against the Jesuits. So actual records, and this is true, Lincoln was shown to be court-appointed to come to court. Now, the transcripts have never been revealed, but it was shown, and this is recorded, that Lincoln did go to court and the case was dropped against Chinequi. So clearly, Lincoln had something to do with Chinequi getting out of this bind with the Jesuits. And, of course, the Jesuits got really pissed off at Lincoln because of that. So they set up like a nice little assassin crew, which, if you know, uh, John Wilkes Booth and eight other guys were part of this conspiracy. So it wasn't just John. John Wilkes may have like pulled the trigger, as far as we know, but it wasn't just him. Uh, this is really crazy. So Lincoln allegedly said, because he had private meetings with Chinequi during his time, there's a very interesting line that he said, and I'm sure this would piss off uh, the reptilian Vatican. It is not against the Americans of the South alone I'm fighting. It is more against the Pope of Rome, his perfidious Jesuits, and their blind and bloodthirsty slaves than against the real American Protestants that we have to defend ourselves. So I think that's really interesting because it goes back to that Catholic Protestant butting of heads. He clearly drew his line in the sand. He's a Protestant, and he's like, America's going to be Protestant. We're not dealing with this Catholic infiltration. Now, granted, I, I think the, the secret societies did a good job infiltrating both ends of that, but that was what was told what Chinequi came out with in his book. They try to say he's crazy. He's got a lot of really good stuff in the book that he exposes the Vatican for, but the one thing they can't get around is Lincoln was in court during the trial of Chinequi and all the charges were dropped. So we know that he was there during that time. So I think that's a really wild story that leads into Booth, some of the stuff I started digging with Booth. But I think that's, that's pretty wild, man. No, yeah, and for me personally, what I've always looked up and read and like was, uh, you know, the Rothschilds mm -hmm. and the banking and the central, the war from right. Andrew Jackson. Uh, that's really like Andrew Jackson was the first anti-central bank, you know, president, and he uh -huh. was like the guy trying to push it. That's that's the story of like I've always got of how his assassination like uh, was pretty much gone down. So I never really heard anything about that. That's interesting as well, and it could be tied into the central bank as well. Oh, the central banks are, and 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 that is always predominant. Like even through the movies, look at like uh, uh in the TV shows, look at uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is a perfect example where you see the families and the the regions fighting with each other, and the the bank is funding both sides. It, it's been happening throughout time, so I think they're always uh, involved somehow. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you look at even some of the conspiracy theories when it comes to the religion of Islam being started by the Catholic Church to infiltrate the Middle East to take over Israel. Some of that stuff's really wild too, man, when you think about it and how they sent a, a nun to find a Muhammad, quote unquote, to yeah. be the prophet. 
it's really interesting. We won't get into all that today, but I just think that that's also, it just seems like this group, the Jesuits always show up when there's yeah. something going down. Anytime there's like a cavern that's found with giant bones in it, all of a sudden there's like a Jesuit monastery built <laughs> over top of it, right? Like, yeah. like at every turn uh, at everything. But the Wilkes Booth stuff uh, gets even more interesting um, when you start digging into Booth and like, did did Booth get killed? Was he murdered by the United States? Did they actually assassinate him? So if you know anything about his story, John Wilkes Booth, when he shot Lincoln, he wasn't arrested immediately. John Wilkes Booth shot him and they said that he jumped off the balcony. They think he broke his leg. He still got away with a broke leg, got on a horse and went... Uh, Went to some farm, got all the way to some farm, right? And uh, got to the farm. When he got there, though, that's when they say that the they tracked him down and they shot him in this barn. Yeah, like 12 days later, though. Right, 12 days later. But here's another interesting piece to it. They wouldn't allow any pictures taken of it. But so, they... Well, some of it like they don't allow pictures <laughs> taken of it, even though at that time, anytime they had some sort of situation where they had to kill somebody or whatever, they would take a bunch of pictures. It's just like forensics, right? They still have forensics. Yeah. We're like late 1800s, man. Like they had forensics. So they took one photo and nobody has access to this photo. They can't find the photo, man. It's, it's, it's nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. So... That's that's interesting too, man. Like, why are you hiding this photo? And even the family members of Booth, who you know have survived all this time, I mean, dude, we're not talking like eighteen hundreds, man. We're not talking like you know sixteen, seventeen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the family members are asking about it. You know, they want to see this picture. Nobody's seen the picture, and the Booth family has said that he didn't die. They're saying, and this sounds very much like something the government would do, when they quote-unquote tracked him to this place where he went to, he had already left there. But the guy that was there looked similar to Booth. They killed that guy and said, oh, we killed him. It's done because they needed to have that in the headlines Yeah, because they needed to have that done and over with. They didn't want sympathizers following this Booth martyr, this this guy that killed Lincoln, got away. You know, the war the, the war was over. Like they didn't want to crank up another yeah, civil yeah. unrest, civil war. So they, apparently they shot this dude on the property. It was really the dude's farm. Shot this guy. And said it was him. Even better, they bury the body, but they take out just a piece of the spine, which is viewable to this day in a museum. And that's it. Really weird why you would yeah. do that and showcase it. Gets even crazier. So the Booth family right now has asked, it was in like 1990s, asked the courts, asked the judge, could they? exhume the body 
from the grave and have it DNA tested because they don't think that that's him. They think he got away and they want it DNA tested. You know what the government said? Nah. Nah. We're not letting you in there to test it. But you know what they told him? We'll, we'll, let, you, uh, we'll let you test the, the spine. Why? Yeah. Why are you going to let them test something that's definitely controlled? You guys have had it in your possession this whole time. You could test it and say that it was, and it, it might not even be. Yeah, no, for sure. They're going to put put it to their way. And and yeah, that's the kind of, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, obviously like people don't say he's alive or anything, but like Timothy McVeigh, like, you know, mm. being sheep dipped, you know, like the whole sheep dip, like, is he sheep dipped? Like was, cause he was, wasn't he also, uh, uh, in the, um, the war, he was actually a soldier too, right? Wasn't he? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So is he sheep dipped? Is it, cause there's an intelligence that people don't, it did intelligence didn't just start with the CIA. Right. You know what I mean? That's just no, a different brand of it. No. There's always been intelligence. So it to me, it just it, it has screams out like a false, like you know what I mean? Like a, a it's it reminds me of a spook. It reminds me of CIA. Like that's what it is. Like it's a so check this out. So we always talk about soft disclosure and we talk about how movies yeah. will program you, even in comedy, however they can, just to give you truth without telling you. Do you ever did you ever watch Zoolander? It's all yeah, yeah. Okay, in that movie, they talk about how there are models and actors that are MK Ultra programmed to become assassins. Do you know they oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Wilkes Booth? They show him at one point right. in black and white, and they were like, "Yeah, he was one of the first that was part of the program, and it was all black and white." He was like, "He was an actor, but like he worked for our programming. Like we were programming people that far back." So it just it was it was funny, but there was so much truth to that when I looked at mm -hmm. it, and I was like, man, I I kind of see that with him. Like maybe he was, and if we're talking about the Vatican being involved too, he could have been MK Ultra programmed or whatever they used the verbiage for back then for what that was for him to go and do that, and then he gets away, and they allow him to get away, and definitely had it had something to do with the central banks, like because like I said that. The whole, you know, the Federal Reserve needed to be, that was like not just the Titanic. A lot of people tie the Titanic like, oh, that's mm. how they got, that's the final, this was like a long fought out war of like having this, not having this. Right. And to get that stranglehold. And there was a lot of frag of, of different factors and different people involved. Like, like you said, the central banks, uh, the Jesuits, Catholics, all these major groups that were already controlling different things. Right. Were now vying to control this new area and, and get their own piece of you know the land i really think that sounds exactly like a timothy mcveigh where like something crazy happens and and like you said it's not at a time where you can have many interviews or you have recordings so you have no idea like how this person talked and what he actually think we're it's just a myth a mythical uh character that's created for us to believe in that he's a bad guy and lincoln was this like hero that like you know without him you know slavery would still be today and blah 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 right and that's how to build that whole like you know and then look at republicans now you know get get them tight republicans get those cheeks tight get them tight <laughs> baby get it's going there, we get you know them all tight around here we don't <laughs> we don't ever play games on either side we always come at it as best we can uh, just to find the truth, man. Um, also, another really interesting thing about Booth was when he got away, there were stories that were told by his family 
about how he got away. So one of them was that he traveled to India. Um, and he lived there until like he died until like like 1883 or something like that. And apparently after he died, he had wrote like a will um, to his like wife and two daughters and in a woman he had an affair with, which was pretty crazy too. <laughs> I mean, actors, right? But uh, yeah, the crazy thing is the will apparently exists, but they can't verify it because he never signed it. So it's really kind of weird. That was a weird one. Now, the big one, though, was the whole uh, John St. Helen was when he got away from the farm, he, he gets to Tennessee. He marries some chick named Louisa. Um, and she knows about his past. You know, obviously, like, dude, he's shaved the mustache, all this stuff. He, he, they even yeah. said he dyed his hair back then. So, like, he, he clearly, like, knew how to hide his identity, which kind of plays into this whole quote-unquote MK Ultra controllable thing. You know, maybe he's been trained to be, you know, maybe they told him, like, hey, you do this deal, you're done. Just, you know how to hide. You know what to do. And back then, dude, it's not that hard to find. You Hard to hide. Think about guys back in, like, the 1800s, 1700s, man. They would have a wife and, like, three kids. And then, like, 20 miles away, they would have another wife. And like three kids. So they would have multiple families. Like some of these dudes, as a matter of fact, Rockefeller's father, the older Rockefeller, did that. He was like a, uh, like a, call him like a, what, snake oil uh, salesman or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like one of those like real seedy, shady guys. But he had like multiple families. So it's not that hard to hide back then. And apparently, though, she made him sign at when they got married made him sign it as John Wilkes Booth because she's like, I'm not going to marry you unless like I've got your last name for real. Um, and apparently, I think a family member married him. And uh, one of the family members later on, though, like we're talking in the 1900s, like later on, actually came out and validified the story. So to me, this is probably the most believable one. Um, but then like it didn't work out with him and Louisa and he hightails it back to, or not back, but he hightails it to Texas and he becomes a bartender down there and he's quoting Shakespeare. He knew by heart and people were like, you know, who's this guy? So he had like a, a, a really big personality, definitely an actor. Um, and he made, he, he got to be a good friends with uh, this guy named Finnis Bates and, uh, they got pretty cool. He ended up leaving, though, uh, dipped out when he's a little older, and then changed his name again to David E. George. And when he did that, man, he kind of went off the rails like mentally, and he committed suicide by drinking arsenic um, combined with embalming fluids, and he mummified mm. his body. It gets better, though. So his, I brought up Finnis Bates for a reason. So Bates finds his body, <laughs> right? It keeps it because it's mummified. It's not going to decompose. Yeah. He tries to sell it. Nobody <laughs> wants to buy it. And then a traveling circus buys it in like 1923. And then it disappears. And nobody That's ever weird. sees it again. But they were actually, there was a, it was a traveling circus that was going around with his body. And like showcasing it as John Wilkes Booth body. And this is after <laughs> that the government said, that they've like got the his body. Lady, the two headed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Wilkes Booth. 
But it's just so many weird things with Booth, man. And again, I think that my big take on Booth was I think he may have been involved with the Vatican. Uh, and I think the Vatican were involved with whatever you would call the CIA back then, right? There were there yeah, were these yeah, organizations, yeah, man. They were always around. There's probably a couple of different ones because, like, since it was split at the time, there's right. different intelligence that are going against right. each other. What well, actually we have going on now, like, even though a lot of people fall like the DIA and the CIA, they got their little beefs, you know, just like the FBI and the CIA. Yeah. They all got their little like jurisdiction, like all that. You know, man, we even see it in movies. That's another, you know, where they go, "Hey, it's my scene now." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the FBI comes and pushes out the sheriff or something. I always love it though because it's like the sheriff like is the one that cracks the case. He's the one yeah, that yeah, like yeah, takes him down did. and you always are like, yeah! like Yeah, yeah. He's the one guy. He's the one sheriff in the whole town like when like he's never had to have He's like, man, worst thing I ever happened here was like a drunk guy. He's like, now they're murdered. That's why I felt like with the Idaho thing. <laughs> I was like, damn, they got Barney Fife up over here trying to solve, solve some crimes and they're like, I don't know, man. There's some people. Some shit happened. <laughs> But no, like, I think that that makes a great case for him, like, being one of, like, and can't be the first. I'm sure even, maybe even back in time, like, there's other kinds of MK Ultra mind control or manipulating people mm-hmm. to do things, whether it, you either manipulate them. And I know old tactic was the blackmail or, you know what I mean? Like, who knows if maybe he wasn't even MK Ultra. Maybe he was just blackmailed. Maybe, hey, if you... You know, maybe he was gay or something. Like, I mean, hey, it's hey, it's, it's a possibility. It's a like, possibility. he's an actor, and and they can use that against him. They they try to use your demons against you. So that that would make sense to me that some kind something was held over him, or he was mind controlled. They're like, because obviously it didn't make sense to me that like, oh, he just ran. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, because of the slaves. Like they they always try to go back to like it was because Lincoln freed the slaves good or the other people thought it was bad and that's kind of where if you look at it like it's going back to like you said that dynamic of the divide right mm-hmm. the, the oh yeah we're, we're now this side see this side was a, a, a for this man we didn't want slaves but even though that was not actually the complete truth there was abolitionists you know what I mean there was a lot of people right. against it but it was again another political tool that's used in everything like Lincoln is uh, claimed to be a huge abolitionist and I wouldn't say that he was like for slavery because he said it was morally wrong, but he also said, I think it's protected in the constitution. You know what I mean? Right. And he also believed in, in the constitution. That means that you could hunt down slaves. Uh, uh, slaves were considered three fifths of human or what, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So obviously like he just tried, I get it. You can loosely say, okay, I understand the constitution. He thinks that that's a binding. Maybe he finds a way that he could like change it, but he was more into like, getting slaves and he had this proposal of shipping them back to uh, Liberia. He's like, we'll send them all to Liberia. Like we'll round up the slaves, get them on a ship. And that's also like, kind of like, you know, controversial. A lot of people didn't like how he said, because like there was other abolitionists like uh, Lloyd, William Lloyd Garrison. And he was like, he had a people had a paper that was dedicated to like abolition. You're like, Hey, we need to end slavery. Like we need to do it. We don't hear about him, right? Because right. like he's not a intricate role. He's not an important piece because he actually was probably a real person with a grassroots. These are the people that were really against slavery. A lot of people were. There was people that were just like, man, this what the hell are we doing? Who was mainly for it? Big corporations, just like today, right? Right. With like that people don't really because uh, I've had been asked before too. Someone said, Do you believe in like reparations? I was like, Yeah, sure. And they're like, Well, like, I wouldn't think I'm like, Yeah, but I think the corporations that benefit off it should be the ones that pay. Like, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, I'm with like you on you're that. talking about like that. That's to me is like 
that's fair, bro. Like, but like to make it everybody not, because there was a lot of people against that. And um, you know, he didn't even really have a whole thing where he thought that, you know, black and white should be like again, he didn't think they were equal. You know, there was a lot of evidence that he said stuff. Like he in one of his speeches, and and we could say it's politics, because that's what they would say nowadays, right? Like, well, you gotta play the politics. It's optics, bro. It's optics, you know, and you're like, man, but it's different when you're dealing with a bunch of people. Right. His fourth debate with Douglas, he said, I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black race races. I am not nor ever have been in favor of making voters or jurors of Negroes nor of qualifying them to hold office nor to uh, intermingle with white or intermingle with white people. Mm. Like, so this, this this is documented in his debates, and, and I get it. Like you know, they people say politics at the times. He, he he's trying to win people over, but uh, that's what we're just saying is too. Like you could say what you want. That's all I'm saying. You know, some you know, Republicans like to. That's one of the things they like to use when they argue with people with BLM is like, oh, well, Lincoln freed the slaves and Lincoln was all about like equality, and it's like, and he was a Republican, and you're like, ah, that's not necessarily true. And I'm not saying he was the worst person either. I'm not saying that like, yeah, he he thought it was morally wrong, but for different reasons. And the reasons why a lot of the slave thing happened too is that people were like, it's an unfair advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Like when other entrepreneurs were trying to, so it's more complex and just some issue of like, yeah, that's wrong. There's people that thought it was wrong. There's people that saw it as a better way. There's also like the conspiracy that people think that slavery ended because like people like the central banks and the, the business minded folk were like, well, we can actually get more work out of people by paying them a little bit to live just enough so they could constantly come back. We get better quality of work. And it's just another form of manipulation, slavery, and like in debt indented servants, right? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like where like they say even Lincoln uh, started as an indented servant and like had his own little like stint with that. And it's, it's very interesting. I mean, I know like we always hear the fun facts of Lincoln, like, oh, he was a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and he was like, he was tall and like, but there's really a lot of mystery behind Lincoln. Yeah. There's not a lot besides those little stories that have been recycled every year for, you know, in February, like when we got to hear, like, and then they always have to attach that like Chris Berman recently was just like, oh man, it's Lincoln's birthday on the, and two black quarterbacks are facing off at the Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. How fitting. Because they're trying to paint again that he was this abolitionist that like freed the slaves, and really what he wanted was he didn't want the uh, he didn't want to secede, anybody to secede from the United States of, uh, of America. That was the main goal, and he was like, if I keep slavery and they don't secede, cool. If I get rid of slavery and it keeps whatever would keep it, that's all he really wanted. Right, man, I completely agree with you on that. Also, that quote that you read of his reminded me of another quote that I heard, man, back in. Uh the 80s, there was a guy, he's, I mean, he was just recently president. He was on the Oprah show, and uh, he said something along the lines of, you know, if he ever became president, he'd be a Republican because they were idiots. Yeah, I'm still on it, y'all. Joel Thomas, brat! I'm believing it because I've got Sean digging for it, the Oprah show. He can't find it anywhere. You can can't only find, find the one little clip that sh- that show in its entirety does not exist, which is super weird because you can find tons of other Oprah shows, full length shows. You cannot find that show. And I know recently, Lord Petty was on the show and said I was having a uh, a moment, uh, you know, a Mandela effect moment. <laughs> and, and, and no offense to him, I get where he's coming from, but 
I had a long talk with Sean a couple days later. I'm like, I will die on this sword because yeah. I saw the video. And I guess what got me more amped up was we were just on Appalachian Intelligence and he saw the video too. So yeah, then I'm I, like, now I'm back on it, baby. Yes, he said it. Come find me. Blah! Come find me. And if you got the clip, send if you got the whole episode, that's the best way. Like if you can get us that whole episode, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Oprah Winfrey. I think it was 88 or 87. Like, I'm not sure, but telling you, I'm still digging for it. If I find it. That was a, and just so everybody knows, the conversation with Sean and I went, Sean was like, nah, man, you're wrong on this. Yeah, I don't really think. He was not feeling me on this. I'm like, dude, I've been digging. I'm telling you. And then like a couple weeks later, because Sean digs, he's like, I don't know. And then he heard, he heard uh, Justin on Appalachian Intelligence. And he was just like, well, I mean. Now I'm listening to two More people. More people, that yeah, it. yeah. It's a lot different, yeah, man. Yeah, because Justin so. was like, dude, I saw that video too. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it was no Mandela effect. I remember it was going around and then it disappeared. But that just goes back to, and I did link this up and this helped Sean kind of see that there could be some truth to it, was Sean said that a lot of the Freemasonic imagery of Trump has really been scrubbed off the internet in the past four to six years. So that happened. So we knew that was going on. So it can't be out of the realm of possibility that, again, they would not want that out there if they're propping him up as the Republican idol of all time, which which is what they're doing. You don't want to have that out there. So, of course, of course, they're going to rip it off the Internet. You can't find it and say it's a Mandela effect to people that think they saw it. So, yeah, guys, I'm dying on the sword. That's a little side tangent. So I know a couple people were popping off the comments like, I can't believe that <laughs> idiot would say that. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I still, I mean, I get where you guys come from. I, I, I gave you guys 50%, but I still, man, I I just have a feeling it wasn't. But, hey, I've been proven wrong I'm before, man. I'm winning you so. over, though. You were, you were at 10% truth. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, you got me. Now you're Yeah, you got me a long way. <laughs> but it is true that it's the, it's very similar, like, the character of Trump or the character of, of, of George Bush or any of these characters, right. they're written as a role. And it's not meaning that I think when we say things are scripted a lot, like even with the NFL, mm-hmm. we touched that on past episodes. When they say scripted a lot, I think people think that every single moment is like written out. Right. I think it's just that they're not <laughs> understanding that a lot of people are molded and, and pushed into these directions. I don't right. think every single thing is told Absolutely. like, Hey, uh, on Wednesday, the blah blah blah. This is gonna happen. No, that's not how it does it. They they mold you and put you into a position. And I think there is people that do kind of like you know ruffle some feathers, but it just doesn't seem a lot. Like Lincoln is not the same as Trump, but they're the, uh, when I the comparison is that they're these polarizing figures right. that like last forever. Like I'm sure 50 years from now, people are gonna be talking about Trump. How we don't know. Like depends on what happens in the next like ten years, right? Mm-hmm. If a bunch of crazy shit happens, then it's gonna be like, well, you know, this guy, crazy guy, Trump came into office. He was a fascist and he ruined everything. But then, like, some the green police came in and cleaned it up, and now like the the world is great. You know what I mean? It's running off of fucking Duracell. You know what I mean? Like and that's Duracell. when they released the video, the Oprah video that I know exists. <laughs> And they do the same thing with Lincoln. Like they, they make Lincoln to be out like, and I don't, like you said in the beginning, like, I'm not saying that he's necessarily like this evil person. I don't know if that's per se, but like, he's also not this saint. And I think a lot of people do that. Like in general, in death, I've talked about this a lot. Like in death, when someone dies, you know, everybody's like only remembering like, oh man, they were so, 
And then they get mad at somebody that's like, hey, man, I can't believe you guys didn't mend your ways before you passed. Like, and you're like, well, dude, like, he's the homie. He's he's my brother or someone I care about, but he was a dick sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was stubborn. Like, it, like I have no, I have nothing but love for the person, but let's not forget who the person was. And people tend to do that in their own. So I think they also do that with these figures because they know less already. At least even the people they know very well, they go, oh, no, you know, like they, they try to pretend like they never did anything bad. And I'm like, Look, I get you're sad, man, but like, let's not play this pretend game that, you know, they didn't fuck around. Like, I mean, I still love them. I have nothing but love for them, but they fucked around. Like, I wouldn't expect anybody to say that about me. Like, there's still faults. You don't have to focus. I'm not like saying that they were a bad person, but when you're trying to bring it on somebody else, like, oh yeah, well, you should have mended. Well, you, you couldn't, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that person was stubborn. And I think that happens. That's what we do with Lincoln, right? He's just posterized as like this guy that's just... You know, was it Honest Abe, right? Isn't it Honest Abe? Like, you know, he's this good character with morals and he represents America and that's who you want to be like. And they have to leave it spotty clean. So then, like, I think that some of the people that push, like, that are into the CRT and the BLM stuff, they 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 focus on these points of, like, they would be like, yeah, yeah, he wasn't at, he was, you know, and he wasn't uh, to free the slaves. But then they try to keep it on the divide. We're more on the one, like, hey, look, they're all the same, man. All these politicians throughout history have been all the same. Like, there's a little bit of, like, you know, in the Andrew Jackson, we got a little bit, maybe he was fighting the central banks. But you know there's somebody forked in, right? Like, I think there's this always this power struggle. There isn't nobody at top. There's not, like, a guy that's, like, I'm ruling it all and I'm I'm sending the Rothschild. No, there's just fractions of fucking gangs that are like, hey, we run this sector and now we want this land. And, and and sometimes they work together and sometimes they fight each other and there's all different types of sets. You know what I mean? The, that's the best way to look at it. There's all these mafia bosses all over and they've linked up some families and they go against their, their enemies and it, it, it's wild. And the, you see throughout history the same things over and over and over. The same things uh, are reminded of how important these people are. Yeah, no, man. I completely agree when it comes to Lincoln. Uh, also, you know, moving into the next phase of Lincoln, uh, there's a lot of occult angles that tie into Lincoln and even him signing the Emancipation Proclamation. So this isn't just about corporate greed. This isn't just about the Catholics. This isn't just about the central banks. There's a, an occultic, a demonic, a shall I say, fallen angel <laughs> manipulation that went on with some of this as well. And a lot of that starts with his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln. And, you know, anybody that knows anything about Mary Todd, they hear all the bad stuff, right? They hear that she was like an unhinged widow and she was doing all these seances to talk to her dead family members. And that's kind of what she was remembered at towards the end. Um, really her whole journey into the occult as far as what we know. Now, I think there was probably a deeper rooted occult, you know, thing with her since, you know, maybe when she was younger, but really when we know about it, they had an 11 year old son named Willie and he got a fever and, uh, you know, back then, man, they had like the weird old school shit like typhus and like all that, that they didn't have, you know, real vaccines for. Um, but anyway, uh, Willie ended up dying after like a few weeks, and that just like broke her, man. I mean, that wasn't their only kid, but that really broke her. And she 
begin to like really start going to these mediums and trying to contact him. And after a while, she did. Um, she actually went to her half sister and said that he lives now. I see him at the end of my bed, smiling at me like he always did, which that's fucking weird too. Like, you know, what was she smiling at? Well, I heard because when I was digging a little bit into this and I just stumbled onto a weird video like that had nothing to do, but it was saying that like a lot of her. Uh, what what was wrong with her psychologically could have been cured because she had vitamin B12 deficiency. And that a lot of that, and if it was recognized and diagnosed that um, that could have cured a lot of what they see. But again, it depends on what angle you're looking at it from. If you're looking at it from like a psychological level or if you're looking at it from a cultic level, it's two different, two different and perspectives I think it, of what's going on. But you find a lot of people with psychological issues that are very much tied into the occult too. So it becomes like a... Uh, a common bond. If you look at MK Ultra victims, um, they have major psychological issues, but that doesn't mean that they're not tied in with like demonic entities. It doesn't mean that they're not tied into fallen angels or any of these entities. Because what happens is when your mind's broken like that, you come become way more susceptible to these entities being able to control you, being able to do things um, to you. So I thought I, I agree with you though, man. I, I think it was a combination of both. I definitely think she had some mental issues that really happened when Willie died, and then when Lincoln died, really broke, man, because she was definitely like on a absolute chase to talk to Lincoln, and she ended up again. It was kind of a similar thing. She was hitting up all these different mediums and ended up uh, seeing him. Um, but she went so off the deep end and she was pretty famous because you got to understand something like when Lincoln died, um, he became a martyr. Like he was the Lincoln. So she obviously was taken care of. I mean, you're the president's wife and a martyr dies financially. You're going to be taken care of. You know what I mean? Like your family's taken care of for the rest of your life. So she was basically running around to these mediums. This is actually really funny too. I meant to talk about this. When she was trying to get a hold of Lincoln, she was going to these really wealthy spots, right? To with these mediums, because you know, the rich love getting into the occult. But she didn't tell anybody who she was. She kept that hidden. But when Lincoln revealed himself and talked to her, the people around them heard him and they knew that she was Lincoln's wife and knew that that was Lincoln. So that was kind of strange too, but that piece of it makes me think that there definitely was an occult angle going on there because the other people heard it. They heard this entity that was supposedly Lincoln. Um, but regardless, her like last surviving son, Robert, had her committed <laughs> like because he said yeah. that she was spending all Forcefully, of Forcefully, their- right? Say what again? She was forcefully committed. Forcefully, right? yeah. Like, but she yeah, ended up yeah. getting out, though. She wasn't even in there for a super long period of time. But he had her committed because he basically said that she was spending the family estate on all the spiritualistic stuff. So they had her locked up. She ended up getting back out again because, I mean, at the end of the day, she's still Lincoln's wife. And they don't want that, you know, like we always say, optic. Bad press. It's bad press. You didn't. They didn't want that. And they really wanted her to have more of a, um, a, 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 
a, a better look outlook, especially when everybody was getting their news from newspapers at the time. There was no yeah, and you got, and you got to think like you don't want that headline of like oh we got Lincoln's wife like they were they're like man she saw her right. husband get assassinated at like right in front of her like people are gonna feel right. for her like like the story in general that you're not gonna win public uh uh, uh the public's perception uh they're gonna judge against you on that one right um and what's really crazy is though. That's just setting up the tale of Lincoln being involved in the occult because of her. So as she kept getting deeper in with these mediums after her son died, she would take Lincoln to these spots. And there's a couple famous incidences. There was one in particular um, happened on eight, April 1863. Um, they held a seance in the Crimson Room of the White House. And of course, his wife was there. Uh, they had a couple cabinet secretaries there too, so it kind of like goes into like how you would always talk about, you know, the politicians are in these weird, dark places doing all this weird stuff all the time. They were doing it back then too, but anyway, they had a a, a medium there, um, this dude named Shockle, and what's really crazy is Shockle, as you know, he was a trance medium. You know, this guy's been doing it forever. Um, he actually got really nervous in this event and he fainted twice and had to be revived. And at these, so at a certain point, these visitors, the spirits, took over Shackle and talked to Lincoln. And Lincoln asked the entities for direction on some of his political, um, ideologies and some of his, his political movements coming forward so he lincoln is known and this was actually put in the newspaper the gazette the boston gazette talked about it so this wasn't even they should now of course they tried to paint it like oh man see he's just like us he likes to you know have fun and and because that was like you know quote unquote fun yeah. like going to talk to a medium Cut right loose right but he was literally asking they called him the visitors political questions about things he should be doing with his presidency. So that gives you a little bit of a different look on who Lincoln was. He was talking to entities to get direction on what he should be doing to run the country. That's what they're doing now, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's no different. It's from, it was, since the beginning, why would we expect anything less? I know, for sure, man. That was pretty wild. And lastly, the one that was really pretty crazy, and this again was talked about in the Boston Gazette. So this goes back to how the media has been painting pictures of presidents, politicians, celebrities, that how they want us to view it. Because again, when this story coming out that I'm about to tell you came out, it's the same way. They tried to make it like he was, oh man, it's just cool old Abe. He's just hanging out, you know, doing some fun times with the medium like it was like a like a like an act like you would go see a david copperfield or, yeah, or featuring right something like that right but the crazy thing about this one and always todd is with him his wife's always with him when this stuff goes down which i find very interesting because she's the one that kind of you know moves and shakes this world for him but there was a memoir written by Nettie Maynard, and she was a trance medium. Now, she was a part of this. She was the medium that entities spoke through. They had a, a sit-down, 
And now this was actually more important because she was actually ushered into his private quarters. And this was about the Emancipation Proclamation. So he basically told her, like, listen, I know if I sign, it's going to be a big deal, regardless of how it ends. He knew that this would either make or break his presidency. So he talks to Medium, who has entities speak through her, and it was one specific spirit. And it told him to go, go forth with it. And then Lincoln comes out, and this is a funny little twist from mainstream media. They said that Lincoln said that, and this was a teenage girl. That was a little odd to me, too, that they made a big deal about that. But this was a teenage girl that was the medium. And he told her that she possessed a special gift that it was from God, no doubt. So I found that very interesting. So as far, you know, this is throughout time where these gods, right? Where they'll say God, but what God are you talking about, right? Like, for real. So he made major decisions talking to entities, Sean. Decisions that shaped the U.S. So this is back to this honest Abe, good old boy. Like, was he? Because he was talking to dark entities that were giving him advice that he took to help shape the and he used to help shape the country that's that's wild man (laughs) (laughs) he's made his case (laughs) for real like i do agree like that that i mean it makes sense like it falls into line it's not like we see it now we call them lizard people for a reason we don't just say like like, I mean, I'm half joking when I'm calling, like, these politicians that, but I'm also like, yeah, yeah, I'm joking, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's hilarious to me, but yeah, there really are those people. Like, Booyah, <laughs> dog! <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> they can't, they, they, they ain't ready for that, man. We need, a, uh, we're going to get so many catchphrases. Like, we're going to do like that, uh, I don't know, what's that one movie that with, uh, uh, Popstar? He does the catchphrase oh song. Oh my God, bro. That movie. Bro, I swear to Slept God, on. I was just telling somebody the other day about that movie. And I was like, man, that is actually, that movie is absolutely hilarious, man. It is hilarious. like the, it is like the perfect movie that lets you see like celebrity, like for what it is in a very funny way about how like all the stuff's manipulated and everything's got like PR teams. Friends, that, yeah. PR. Yeah. Yeah. It's like totally like how, how they can lose touch of reality like so easily like that. Yeah, it show, paints it perfectly, the industry like that. But it is hilarious. It's a hilarious movie. Yeah, man. But um, we're getting to that third phase here. And this is where the cheeks are gonna get tight. <laughs> Tighten them up! Tighten them up! <laughs> so there is a lot of evidence and conjecture that Abraham Lincoln was black. I I went across a lot of stuff like that too and I was kind of looking through and that's when I was saying earlier about the uh, indented servant and then that's kind of like that's part of the ties Mm -hmm. and then that kind of gets you a thread to start pulling from. So I want to paint the picture though about Lincoln being black and then we're going to take it to a place that I think that you're going to have a lot of fun with with me because it's something that you and I talk about a lot on this show. 
And as I was digging into Lincoln being black, I was like, man, there is a lot of truth to this. And it also plays into kind of how they've continued this divide between black and white people and other races too. They, they you know, it, it, it's, it's spawned off into a lot of different divisions, but I thought this was very interesting um, that it was talked about him being black, um, but he's not the only president that is said to be black. So before I get into the whole Lincoln being black, did you know about Thomas Jefferson being black? Do you know that he's described as son of a half-breed Indian squaw and a Virginia mulatto father? And if you know what a mulatto is, that's like a mixed race that's primarily black. And it said that he destroyed all documentation attached to his mother to cover that up. Warren Harding had black ancestors between both sets of his parents. That's just two of the, I guess, six, if you're counting Obama, presidents that are out there. And one of the themes that I've noticed with these presidents before Obama throughout history that were black or had black in them, they did everything they could to cover up the fact that they came, they had a black lineage. They actually had some of their family members assassinated, Sean. Isn't that insane? That goes back to like Thomas Jefferson literally burning documents, hiding his mother because of it. Well, that's why I think that that some of the issue that happens today is that I was thinking about this earlier, like, you know, a lot of like the the tensions between black people and white people at times. I think a lot of the times it's like black people are like, man, we've been telling you that this is a conspiracy for a long fucking time. And you were like, nah, nah, not all. I'm generalizing, uh, you know, of course, but like, that's how I think a lot of people feel. And then they're like, oh, now it's a conspiracy. And then like now they've, some people have been able to be, uh, propagandized and brainwashed on all sides so yeah i think this has been an issue for a long time like i think people cover it and, and it's because it had to be a certain way because they wanted it to be that divide because it can't be everybody's on this even playing field because when we know we all know it comes down to bloodlines and uh who are you who are you connected with that's that's why we always talk about networks networks are so important even when they talk about going to college they're like the most important thing about college and i even tell people this like man who cares who do you network with who's this guy maybe his dad owns this company now you could get in here it's all about who you know then like what's that famous it's all about who you know it's even more when you're related to them right when that's your blood and then you're built for this and you're molded in to be in in these positions and they always have these backstories as well like of oh man you know like He's had to upbring these phony, like real backstories until, like you said, later on, even like with an Obama or a George Bush or any of these people right away, we don't see, uh, 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 what's it called? Their backstory. You know, we get that phony backstory and then as they, you know, leave or in office, people start digging and now it's a lot easier. But like you said, back then it's a much harder. And they were talking about like how saying that, like, you know, him, his father uh selling him off as like not selling him but like renting him they were saying like as a kid that his father was also indentured servant and he believed that like hey i'm teaching you a hard day work which is also some phrases that you know people use too i'm not saying don't work hard but i think some of these things are push you into directions to all not want more like to be like hey you're lucky you're getting paid you know 
there, there, there's a middle, right? Like everybody goes to this extreme, like, no, the workers should own everything. And then like the other people like, no, it's their business. They can do what they want. And I'm like, no, nah, there's more of a middle. You know what I mean? There's a middle ground. Like you should treat workers a certain way. They are an important tool. But again, you didn't take the risk. So you got to balance all that out. And back then they still had those same problems. And that's what a lot of this indentured servant. So putting him into that field, he felt like he was making a better man. And then that's when it kind of digged more into like, they were saying like uh, his description. I started seeing more of like where they're talking about the description of uh, Lincoln and his hair and like, you know, his eyes, he had like these gray eyes and his skin tone was a lot different than, um, you know, and, and he also started, I was like in the militia, he was in a militia. Uh, uh, what did they say that the black Hawk or something like that? Like a tribe they were, he never actually was in combat. They said, but he actually like uh, was in that militia and was respected as a, a good soldier. So I do think that uh, <clears throat> he has the roots of a common person like that. It could be into slavery, right? Or, or his family had got out of slavery. And then he did, like you said, with uh, like uh, Jackson and just trying to like, Hey, let's cut that. Cause he, there is speeches when he first started in Illinois as like, you know, in his uh, politician days where he kind of like mentioned that he was black. And then he kind of like veered off and right. pushed it and like, made sure it was buried. Well, the two things you said made me think about two things that I also dug into about Lincoln. Um, one was that you said uh, he he had that look, right? And they said he had a Moorish look, like he's from the Moors. Um, that I thought that was very interesting. Also, one thing you got to think about, even back then, when they took pictures of people, you can adjust the the filters. You can still adjust things back then, and they did. They adjusted what they put out to make him look lighter because there are some pictures you can find of him where he looks a lot darker. And you're like, yeah, man, they did that. The stuff they put out in the media, they were doctoring back then, Sean. Like, they were but doctoring the Moors, back then. You just got, you got me thinking, like, with the whole Moor aspect, like, I mean, and going back to ancient, you know, I mean, hidden history of the Moors, you know, kind of like, having america first it wasn't discovered you know what i mean it was already inhabited it already had people running the show and like it kind of paints a different picture again i i do not fully subscribed onto that one but it makes a lot of sense that there would already be a civilization here and someone's like no you're not you know what i mean it is mine now that's that happened plenty of times and they just kind of wiped it out and then that's when we only talk about the natives because there's all this this whole like uh are natives the the real slaves? And then, like, there wasn't African slaves. Were those Moors? Were they, you know what I mean? Like, were they Haitian? There was all this mix of, like, where everybody... Because, you know, we hear the story. The story is the Atlantic slave trade, and they came to Africa, and the and, and the uh, Africans, uh, um, you know, uh, kings or whoever's ahead of the tribe would round up or their enemies and be like, hey, take them, sell them to the Americans. Which I'm not saying that didn't happen, but I'm kind of on this idea of it was kind of all of them. You know what I'm saying? There was African slaves. There was uh, uh, native slaves that were actually probably more, like more Moorish. Like, was there tribes of different natives that we could see? Yeah, for sure. But there was tons of tribes. Hey, think about this, Sean. In the Grand Canyon, and they don't talk about this, but there are caverns in the Grand Canyon where tons of quote-unquote Egyptian hieroglyphs are in these canyons where there were rooms and rooms and massive just all kind of instruments and stuff and the smithsonian did a good job of covering that up there were a lot of emblems from ramses that were in there and if you know anything about egyptians people think the original egyptians were pretty dark so like when you think about it 
that could tie into that whole more more mentality like and it they weren't Ramses they just had a similar type of Egyptian uh emblem some people think that they were here first and then went to Egypt that is interesting too when you break it down so how long were people over here and honestly man the more digging that I've been you know I've been on the older stuff hard here lately the more digging I've been digging about the Smithsonian the cover-ups they are the ones that pushed the Native Americans being the only people that were on uh, our continent. They're the ones that pushed that ideology when even the Native Americans never believed that. <laughs> That's the craziest part. I'm just going to tell you, though, like every time you say Smithsonian, I get triggered and I just want to call out Jay and be like, hey. <laughs> what's going on back there, man? We're what's gonna, going we're on, gonna, man? <laughs> we're going to talk to him Sunday, so we're going to have to press him on that a little bit. Right. So back to the bloodlines, you brought up the bloodlines, man. So this is very interesting. In 1950, the scientist asked the Smithsonian, could, <laughs> Smithsonian, could could they go and check the DNA from Lincoln's library to see if he had any diseases? They got the green light to do it. This is wild. When the Smithsonian found out that there was a genealogy society that was coming with them, they nixed the whole thing. Because the genealogy society would have found out what his actual heritage was. The Smithsonian stopped it cold in its tracks, and nobody's ever been able to test Lincoln's own DNA. Of course they did. Of course <laughs> they did. <laughs> of course they did. So no, that that's that wild, that throws man. a red flag right there, man. Like, come on, man, you're gonna do it, and you're cool with it until I, I I'm agreeing with you because like even the pictures we do see, and plus, not only that, not not just that their stuff different, mainly was lighting because lighting is still a big thing, and your flash and all that. But I think too that they they just didn't have great technology with pictures, so not some of it was not intentional either. You know, it's just like it so happened that it went like that because of like you know the background and the lighting, the natural lighting that they had to use that they didn't couldn't capture. And there's only a few pictures. A lot of them are rendered. You know, what I'm saying these they're inspired and painted off of. So that's the thing that people got to. There's not all a bunch of tons of pictures. It's not like now where we have a cell phone and there's a bunch, there's a Facebook or old tweets of Lincoln where right. I'm like, cancel him. Cancel. <laughs> did you hear what he said? He was a, he was an abolitionist. And he said he didn't even want white and black people to be in the same shit. What the hell? Like, man, let's cancel, cancel Lincoln. It's, it's, it's set. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that's, you don't have that. You have people painting you. Like, I mean, I go to the, uh, the Detroit Institute of Art quite often because I love like the the art and you know what I mean just to go check it out because it's it, it's amazing like when you see the time frame of when it was painted and then you kind of think like well, what did they have to use you know what I mean like they didn't have like a, a, a go to Michael's you know what I mean and be like hey you know let me get a couple you know <laughs> you just had to figure out how to make the paint that is not is going to, they're going to be able to really manipulate it if you're painting somebody right like if you're darker and they want to make you lighter that's very easy if they want to change a feature, you know what I mean? That you may have like, but his features too, though, do look a little native Moorish to me. Like that kind of like, to me, that's more, I would than black. And if you say like, well, what do you mean by black? You know what I mean? Like, do you mean African? Do you mean, I would say more, more native to kind of like, you know what I mean? Look, that's how he looks to me. He looks that way, not white. So 
Sean, I'm glad you said that because now we're about to get into what I really was going to get into. And I found this in my digging and this is so interesting to me and I can't wait to talk about it. Have you ever heard of a word called Melungian? Okay, there's a reason why. They want to keep this word hidden. It's an ancient word that was used. When I say ancient, we're talking the past few hundred years um, and further back. But, you know, we're talking hundreds of years. We're not talking about, I don't, I know people hear me say ancient and be like, is he talking about like back a million years ago? Like, no, no. So Melungian means it. you have three distinct racial qualities. Black, white, and something native. That is what it stands for. Melungian was a word used to describe people like, Lincoln, Elvis Presley, there are tons of inventors and tons of celebrities, even now, that are what we would consider Melungian, having these three characteristics. What they didn't want, and the good old white man didn't want, was to have that be a word, because what would that do, Sean? That would tear down the divides. So here's a statistic for you. Do you know that 80% of black people in the United States are mixed with white people? Do you know that 60% of white people are mixed with black people in the United States? Now, out of these percentages, when you look at people, you see a certain color. You see certain characteristics, so you automatically qualify them under a certain thing. A category that you're used to that you put through your bank, like right. black, white, Asian, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, whatever right. sign was given now, there's like a million, but yeah. <laughs> and side note, because you know I have to throw jabs at them whenever I can. The black Israelites, get your butt cheeks tight. 80% of y'all motherfuckers have white in you, which means you got the devil's blood in you. So quit throwing the barbs out. Quit well, doing that I always that thought bullshit. it would be... I used to always say it would be funny, like, uh, you know, like uh, one of those skinhead neo-Nazis, like, takes a 23andMe test, and he's like, 20% Nigerian, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's no pure race, bro. Like, Not. I've been saying this for years. It, it's so, so hilarious. Like, I don't care what avenue you're talking about. Like, we're trying to keep the race pure. What race? I mean, you mean the human race, right? Because, like, really, if you're talking about cultures, like, we're, we're a mix, you know what I mean? We're a fucking mixed melting pot around the world of, that's why, like, think about it, Spain went to Mexico, you know what I mean? Invaded Mexico. There's, like, people that are, like, really, like, with colored eyes and really light skinned. There's multitudes of different people in Mexico that have like, like you said, those uh, three characteristics of like a little bit European, a little bit like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, I don't think there's anybody. There's no such thing as a pure race. So and check I'll this. It gets deeper with the whole Melungian thing. So there's an actual society of the observation of Melungians. And this secret society group, is trying to show that Melungians are an entirely different group, that they are a group of people which honestly is moving into that melting pot of people, that when you look at it, they would be considered that 80% of black people, that 60% of white people. The Melungians would be a distinct group of people, which it was supposed to be. When you were Melungian, you had those three characteristics. Again, they were considered Melungians, but then you had another secret society, another group called the Anti-Melungians, 
who dedicated themselves to expunging any notion that they exist. They are the ones that went and assassinated people's family members that were famous, that if people were famous inventors, uh, famous scientists, people that movers and shakers of the world, they would do whatever they could to identify as white because it kept this quote-unquote white race going. And it also, on the other side, kept the black race going because it kept that divide between the two people. So by not, ad- by not admitting there is a Melungian race, you have now divided the two sides to where everybody's going to fight to the end of time. That's what they wanted. They want to keep that, that power dynamic going. And again, back to the black Israelites, you got these black supremacists who think that we're from the, the tribes of Dan. We're from, we're the original Israelites. And this is why we were oppressed, but not thinking at the fact that, man, like your blood's just as tainted as everyone else's. You're not, you're not special. Like we're all special in God's eyes, but you're no more special than the guy that you're looking at across the street. Because matter of fact, that quote unquote white guy you're looking at might have 40% of something else in him. But because we've wiped this word off the planet, this Melungian word off the planet, you wouldn't know that. And you're not accepting of your brother the same way. Yeah. And the side wouldn't work as well. Right. You need it to be like a scarcity, right? A fear of there's not there's not enough of land there's not enough water hey if you you know if we keep mixing you're going to be extinct in in reality you're not going to be extinct like you're going to be extinct when it's your time and your personal time expires and it's your time to go but other than that you're going to keep living you know what i mean like you're, you're whatever you do in life and the the family you have that's why they had this whole scared of like oh if we mix races it's going to be this and like what like what do you mean it's going it's going to be like no different it's going to be the same like you're going to have another kid they may look a little bit different like that's the only thing is that they a couple looks but besides that human eats shits pisses like you know what i'm saying like needs needs things and learns and can grow but that fear of you will be extinct is like an original psyop. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's been used for so long and for through so many different cultures in so many different ways, but it's a, you're going to be extinct. This is your enemy. You know what I mean? Don't look at me. I'm not trying to get in your way. It's those people because this race or this culture, this religion, fill in the blank. They are taking your resources that there's only very limited of. You know what I mean? That's why I've got, gotten out of the habit of like saying and pushing back when people say this, like life is too short. Man, life ain't too short. I'm not trying to put that in my head, man. Right. Life is too long. I want it to be long. I want it to be prosperous right. and not into the point of where I want to live forever, like into like some weird, like hooked up to a computer, like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> fucking getting my, downloading my uh, consciousness onto a disc. No, I mean like, just like living a long, I, now I'm looking right. forward to like, you know, I'm going to be 40 this year. Next year, I'm like, then I'm like, all right, let's get to 50. Right. What am I going to know by the, by the time I get to 50, I'm going to have even more knowledge. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to have it all. No, but I'm going to understand a lot more. And then each milestone after that. But people use this whole, like, life is too short. And I'm like, get out of here with that, man. I don't want to hear that because you're planted in your head. That's why people are rushing and people have depression and people have anxiety because they're rushing through life because we're stuck in these original psyops where they're dividing us and putting us into these worker bee mentalities that we only have a limited time 
to do what we want to do. So you can only go to this shit job and make this shit money to maybe if you're lucky, go spend a couple of moments with the, you know, your loved ones. And that's these psyops. They want us to, to, to uh, continue on forever and they keep rebranding them. And that of saying you're extinct, cause they still use that. And I'm, I think it's laughable when they talk about that now that there's, I'm like, is there really people that still to this day think like they're going to be extinct? Like you're not a fucking like a fucking white tiger or a fucking polar bear or a fucking, you know what I mean? Like your species is not done. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh man, fucking. And again, like you said, there is no pure, like you probably have 30% of some other shit that you, that you hate. So like. Maybe you should stop hating so much because you probably have that in you. Because isn't that what we do when we project? <laughs> now, listen, there is a certain group of people that's going extinct, and it's the gingers. And I am pure blood. So there's that. We're, we're the master race. You know that, Sean. You know, I got your back, though. You know what I mean? You're, you'll be part of, like, the, the, the squad. I'll be like, he's good. He's got some good work for us. So he's good. Yeah, he, he's ha he has a purpose. Don't worry. Like, it's he's not just here. Like, but there's so many of these people though. Like, I'm glad you point out the black Israelites. Like, and don't get me wrong, like you could think whatever you want, man. I, I have no problem. If you think that, I think it's off. Like, I think you're totally off. Yeah. If you want to think that in your own time and build your own, hey, that's on you, man. Same thing with the racist white people. Like, I can't stop you from the way you want to be. Right. Like, you want to talk that way? I'm not gonna stop you. But if you, if it comes to action, that's when things you got to understand, like we're going to need other humans. Like it doesn't matter. You got to remember like in any event, whether it's a government or, or entities or anything that we're talking about, like, especially the black Israelites are talking about, you know, they, a lot of them do believe and understand about fallen angels and things that happen. Who, who do you think we need to all unite, bro? Like, it's not like we need to have it like on, oh yeah, we're going to save you guys. And like, we have to live here, man. We have to figure out ways of communicating. And I think a lot of people have, and I believe a lot of our generation, man, like any people that started like in, I'll say late seventies to like early eighties, like most of those people, like when I talk to all those people, I get, there is still some people that live in the sticks and they only live, have, you know, like a certain uh, friend of the, the same race as them, you know, they, they've never met anybody else. But for the most part of what I grew up and I'm not speaking for you, but kind of, is like there's multi multicultural like you know what I'm saying we were in groups that like it wasn't just like a white guy and a black guy there was a white guy black guy a Samoan guy a Mexican guy like like tons like of different nationalities and, and cultures just and nobody really cared right and then it I I knew people cared and not saying that people weren't treated differently by police or or government officials like that happens and I believe that that a lot of black people and and people of like different races that have been mistreated. Duke have a gripe against like the generalization of like the white America, you know, like that would be like, oh, police brutality doesn't happen. You know what I mean? But most of that was media too. We got to remember that, but that separates it. And it, and it kept them, but it kept people like, you know, Hey, we're back in the blue. Cause, and then the other people are like, man, why are you back? And those guys they are fucking us up. And, and that becomes the disconnect and we don't see that stuff. And these are the roots of it. Why? Like, why are people hiding their identity? Uh, they're part, they're powerful figures, right? Like you shouldn't have to hide your identity and kill family members to be like, Hey man, that's a problem, right? Like that means that you're trying to set a precedent or keep following the pro quo of what people are doing, which is saying that this only this race could be in charge or this is the fear this, you know, this is the su superior race. And I think that's because it goes through time that they thought that, like, if you look around the Romans, the Romans thought they were superior to a lot of other 
people they conquered. And I think it comes with this arrogance of, hey, this is our land. You know what I mean? We're the top dogs. We're the, because there's more of us. Like, you know what I mean? And not being able to see people on the level of being human. And that's the disappointing part about nowadays is that <clears throat> I commend some of the left for trying to, uh, you know, mend bridges, but they also go to a, a route that is like, whoa, man, like, I'm not about to get on my knees and beg anybody, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't doing shit. Like, I get people are mistreated, but you should only deal with the people that how they've treated you right now. Like, how I treat you, you treat me. That's what we base it off of, your intent right now. I ain't going back through the history, because if we go through everybody's history books, I'm sure we could find something fucked up in the family tree right. at some point. Bro, I really feel the sentiment, what you said, though, growing up in the crew that I would hang with. Um, even in high school, you know, like I played basketball. Um, I had friends that were white, black, whatever, right? Mexican. Even, dude, when I started uh, getting into my 20s, like my my close crew was literally, was a black dude, two Nigerian dudes, a Belize dude, a Jamaican dude, and another white dude. Like we just had like a crazy crew, man. And we never thought about... Dude, honestly, we never thought about race, but in a funny way. Like, we would only talk about it in, like, a hilarious way. We never really thought about race unless it was just something that was just out of pocket. You know, every now and then you'll run across some, like, hillbilly from wherever, or we end up in the ghetto somewhere, and some, some dude's like, man, we got these crackers out here. You know what I mean? Like, you might get that to happen, right? But overall, like, you never really had that. Um, here's something really cool, man, to play into what you just said, too. Um uh, shout out to this dude uh, named Shakama. He's on YouTube. He's got some fire stuff that he puts out, and he put me down a lot of these rabbit holes I'm talking to you guys about today. But he said something that really resonated with me, and he was talking about that since 2020, the white man's been hated on a lot. And it's just been like, a you know, ever since that whole crazy 2020 stuff started, they really started to be like the white man's the problem for everything. That just became like, especially the 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 woke left their their main flag you know their swords to die on so to speak but he made a comment he's like what if everyone found out that the majority of those white men that you hated were melungian and there's this whole new concept of melungian and most people are melungian they're not this white they're not this black thing they're melungian that means that they have black in them they have something else in them too they're a piece of like all this stuff. What happens then? All those racial divides wash away. You don't know you're mad at anymore. You know you start getting mad at the people that are in power. You start rising up against them because you realize that those people in power are dictating your day to day, dictating how you feel about other people. And you don't even know who they are on the inside. You're just judging them by how they look on the outside. And the thing is, people could say, like, you know, it's not all government. It's not, but it starts with government, right? They put out this propaganda that through time that uh, people pass on through their family. You know, they're, they're these fake myths, like these myths of like different races, like, and you can hear every race thinks of like this other race of like, and race to me is not, that's the one thing that's crazy is race is a social construct and we got to use it, but gender is considered a social construct, which we all know is science, but you can do whatever you want with that. Like I saw this hilarious video from a hidden shout out to hidden gateway. They, uh, I reposted it. It was like this dude. And he say he, he identifies as being Korean 
<laughs> and he he's like he got surgery and he's like man i live in korea for a year it really made me happy i identify as korean and then there's this other chick that's like on the other side like you can't do that but she's like a leftist and she's like you can't be that but she's like he's like what do you identify she's like well i'm non-binary she's like i respect that but you can't be he's like what do i mean i can't be around i feel happy he's like you can't oh it was it's uh I mean, it's tough to get through because like the wokeness is weird, but it's just kind of funny to see like, ah, oh, well, you wish you didn't open that box, huh? Like, yeah, it's seen, about to get weird. I've seen several <laughs> videos like that where somebody uh, identifies as uh, something that's got a, a racial construct to it and talks to somebody from the woke left who identifies as something gender wise. And the gender people always say, you can't do that. That's that's racist. Is it? Well, I you don't think women are mad because you're saying that you're a woman? Like I Come keep on. saying, you opened the box. I didn't. Right. Hey, I was to tell you, hey, don't touch Pandora's box, man. <laughs> hey, just leave it alone, man. It probably be in your best interest. You, uh, I try to warn you, so don't tell me now, man. <laughs> this will be, you're gonna see even more shit. I mean, what about when we had Petty? You know, I threw a couple on. Like, there's all these furry people that, like, you know, like really. Uh, Think that they're like a wolf or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I just, it, at least be funny without like, or like right. be like Sasquatch or something. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cool. Like, so then that means we should, we solved it, man. There is no reason to fight anymore, man. We're all Mungian. What's it called? <laughs> Melungian. Melungian. We're all Melungian, man. Like, we don't got to worry about it, man. It's the word that should be out in the open. And they're lizards. So we're definitely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I'm not Melungian. I'm part of the master race of gingers, but you know, I love Melungians. I love Melungians. <laughs> team Melungian. I fight for Team Melungian. Hashtag save the gingers, but also hashtag protect the Melungians. <laughs> <laughs> and for a dollar a day, you could feed a homunculus. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go, man. But that's a trip, man. Like, Going through a lot of that, I didn't get as much as you, but like, that's a trip because we kind of went into all aspects. Like, Booth seems like for sure some kind of MK Ultra blackmail, something like that. I, I I think that he probably was and a bartender in Texas just talking shit until his last day. Because yeah, back then they just had to have a picture of someone that looked like you. You didn't even have to have a bunch of stuff. And you got the wife, the Holtic aspect. Is that what what is that what kept the race uh uh you know divide alive? Is that why um he's memorable for all this like freeing the slaves and he he's this occultic figure as well, maybe that kind of through time like changed his personality and he's black. Oh no no no, you said Melungeon. Melungeon, but that does mean Melungeon. that he has black as one of the three pieces that are in him. And he did his best to cover that up, just like many other great figureheads in the past did. So again, yeah, he was Melungian. Also, Elvis was Melungian. I mentioned that earlier in the show, and I think that's almost ironic because Elvis also was a little sideways against black people too, man, after he was like taking their culture. But come to find out, he had black in him. So at the end of the day, he was a Melungian too. So it's it's pretty funny. It's telling. Here's what's telling, Sean, is that what does it look like? People that are super good at certain things, talented, intelligent, get far, are a mix of like three different things. It's not a master race. 
doesn't yeah, exist. Multiple. Yeah, no, and it's not. No, and it hasn't like probably since like maybe right. like 100 AD. Maybe Gingers. like maybe there Gingers. was like a full races then, you know what I mean? Like we're you know what I mean? The ginger. <laughs> I thought you guys were like the we've on been, old we've earth. Been around since I thought you guys like were from old earth. Beginning, bro. We were, we were, we were old earth, <laughs> old earth, old earth, old earth. We've been, <laughs> we've been moving in and out of portals forever. That's why there's not a lot of like pure race left, and that's why it is imperative, Sean, that Jin Saki and I have children so we can keep this bloodline going. I see it, man. It's a, the importance. It's a, a very high level situation right now, especially everything going on. So now, yeah, what'd you say, Melungia? Was it what? He's Melungian. Melungian. So he's Melungian, an occultist, and his killer was a gay <laughs> MK Ultra bartender. <laughs> All facts. <laughs> Booyah, dog. <laughs> Booyah, dog. Well, don't forget to subscribe on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Go check us out, Sean Chris Music on Instagram, Van Tesla Music on Instagram, and all music platforms, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas. We got plenty of new music coming up, uh, working on some new things. Uh, be on lookout, you know, for other documentaries. But you can right now go to Tubi or Amazon, right? Amazon, uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon yep. Prime. Go check out Expedition Dog Man. You know what I mean? Merkle Media Classic. And there's another one, you know, a little skinny skin coming up you know what i'm saying pretty soon that you know be announced when we know you'll know you know what i'm saying when we know you'll know <laughs> but that's right definitely check out expedition dog band on tubi and amazon prime and jensaki i'm calling you later baby you know how we do it here wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up Brat, brat, bird killers Mountains in the distant scene Trouble seems to follow me That's why I
Okay.